0: Nate, what was, what was your best thing you got this year?
1: Well, I don't want to say that like, I didn't get anything spectacular because that sounds very ungrateful. <laughs> um, but I'm really happy none, nonetheless. Uh, I'm, I'm quite modest with, with my, um, my standards at Christmas. I'm always made exceedingly happy by getting this one thing that I've been getting every year um, since I was a kid.
2: Is it a Lynx Africa set?
1: That's it. It's, uh, it's a giant, like man sized <laughs> tank of Lynx Africa that I can submerge in, like Baron Harkonnen, <laughs> <laughs> and just come out in the 1990s. And, <laughs> and that way I achieve eternal youth. Um, it's almost as retro, actually. E- each year I get three little foil packets of freeze dried ice cream.
2: Right. Well, like astronaut ice cream
1: exactly yeah the stuff you'd used to see in the gift shop at the science museum well, um because you think it's cool because i think it's you know in that bit in the bible where um <laughs> like moses has taken the lads across the desert actually you know probably uh, a bit profane of me to refer to god's chosen people as the lads <laughs> but well, <laughs> during the exodus uh and they're all well hungry in that. And God sends manna from heaven, which is uh, biblical scholars have often interpreted it as sort of a light, nutritionally dense substance. Uh, and I always imagine it as astronaut ice cream. Mm. <laughs> Same with the lumber spread in Lord of the Rings, actually.
2: <laughs> if you like this ice cream so much, why do you only limit yourself to... To, to requesting three portions at Christmas. Why not eat, eat it throughout the year?
1: Well, because then we'd end up in a daddy kibble situation, wouldn't we? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. And when I got addicted to that granola. <laughs> <laughs> Big problems, actually. Uh, they've, they've stealth returned it to market um, as part of the slightly cheaper crunchy nut granola range, so... I uh, could be in danger again.
0: Oh, I imagine though if you had a, a nice bowl of daddy kibble and then you sprinkled a bit of astronaut ice cream chunks on top.
1: Don't like- tempt me, Frodo! <laughs> <laughs>
0: Welcome, listener, to the first episode of 2022 of the Electronic Wireless Show. This is Rock Paper Shotguns PC Gaming Podcast, and the only podcast you need, in my opinion. And we're back, finally! Hooray! <laughs>
2: that was the most. Oh, uh, listen, I I don't want to shout too loud because I don't want to blast my mic out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was like that was like when you tell a teenager, like, oh. We're we're going to Legoland. <laughs> like well, the... it's
2: there are certain fr- there are certain words that I guess you can't say it at a moderate volume and then not sound sarcastic. Uh, I challenge uh, I challenge w- you hey, to say hooray <laughs> at, a, at a moderate volume without it sounding sarcastic. Can you do uh, it?
0: Hooray! Oh, okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice.
0: You got us
2: there. <laughs> oh, I stand
1: corrected. <laughs>
0: My name is Alice Bell, and I'm joined this week for our most anticipated games of 2022 episode by uh, future Biff. Hello, (laughs) from Back to the Future. Right. Okay. And uh, future publishing.
1: (laughs) You're welcome. Oh my Uh, god!
2: I can't believe they tracked me down.
1: Yeah, we've uh, got some some <laughs> matters to settle, Castle.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I would have assumed that that would be the name you'd choose, Matthew, but
2: uh uh no, mm-hmm. I I didn't put a huge amount of thought into it, to be honest. No, I was fair just thinking 2022 sounds like the future. Back to the future. Biff.
1: There you go. Yeah. We've, we've got sort of a freaky Monday situation going on here. <laughs> it's just,
0: yeah. Uh it's Tuesday, but uh of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, we have a lot to talk about. Um, I mean, I'll do a cursory. Nate, how are you?
1: Well, I mean, uh, we we pretty much ran through all that with uh, freeze dried ice cream. That's my yeah. life right now. <laughs>
0: yeah. Very good. Because I want life. to concentrate on on Matthew because because <laughs> it feels like Matthew must have said yes to one of your dark bargains, Nate, because <laughs> cause, cause over, the, over the winter break, and uh, Happy New Year to all our listeners, and Merry Christmas if, if you celebrated, uh, but over the winter break, Matthew had a tweet go really, truly viral.
1: Mm.
0: <laughs> Re- like it was screen and shared on Facebook. It was screen-capped and shared on Reddit. Tens of thousands of retweets.
2: Um, People have renamed themselves after the tweet on Twitter?
0: They have, because I was looking it up to, <laughs> yeah. to find it, and it was difficult because someone has called themselves It's Me Blorco, so I just found <laughs> all their tweets. Yeah, There was Blorco Art. Someone did a little caricature of Blorco, and then mm. in the, the replies, you got the whole the gamut of terrible replies like people trying to like riff off your joke and like t- do it again yeah. people explaining the joke to you um oh got you
1: soared se- through the justice sphere yeah <laughs> the, it was it was
0: liked by celebrities um incredible scenes my favorite were the people who were like well uh you know you're making fun of it but at least marvel have found a way to get people to read the oh. credits and then someone else was like, all right, then name the third grip on Thor. <laughs> like... <laughs> no.
2: Who was yeah, the but... biggest
1: deal to retweet it? Uh, I need well, to know. when
2: I say celebrities, I mean, my idea of celebrities may be different. And like so many people were liking it that I only caught a few as they zoomed past. It was a blur, my notifications. Yeah. <laughs> um, The guy who created the, t- uh, the TV show Mayor of East Town. <laughs> Liked
1: it. That's legit. I respect good, that. Yep.
2: Um and that uh that guy who writes the funny books about the NHS, about his doctor diaries, that guy. Oh yeah. You know the Adam Kay, the yeah. this is gonna hurt that guy. He liked it. Powerful. That's some <laughs> celebs s- for you.
0: <laughs> so I just yeah, I wanted to talk a bit about your experience of it, Matthew. I mean, first of all, yeah, we're joined now by the It's Me blocker guy. Yeah. Um <laughs> thank you for having me did so did you I mean when you sat down to write that tweet did you think that this was going to be the one did you have any sense of the greatness (laughs) no I I had
2: workshopped the tweet because it's something I said to Catherine in the cinema when we were watching Spider-Man I turned Uh. to her and said because we were sitting through the credits I said I bet at the end of this some bloke will step out of the door and say it's me Blorco. and Catherine sort of you know shrugged it off as she does much of what i say to her uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh but in my head i thought you know what that's got the makings of a, a solid tweet yeah um so now, that's
1: interesting it was bloco from the word go
2: yeah oh yeah bloco <laughs> was just a thing i pulled out pulled out of my head um
1: because i look i don't want to in any way diminish <laughs> the observational humor of the tweet. Like it is an absolutely <laughs> reasonable satirical sentiment that like you know post credits Marvel moments that exist only to get fans excited about the appearance of a minor character. That's legit. But I'm gonna say that the the freeze dried ice cream sprinkled on that bowl of cereal was Bloco. That's just such yeah. like you know, after like I, I think it's the way it. like very subtly mentally evokes kingo from the
2: eternals (laughs) well see so having having thought about it after the fact i think it was because it was the eternals that 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 made that that tweet was riffing on because at the end of the eternals some bloke turns up and i was literally like who the f is this guy um and so it didn't ha- that doesn't happen at the end of Spider-Man, for people who've watched those credits. I had a lot of people telling me that, like, well, actually, Spider-Man didn't do this. And it's like, oh, I, wanna- <laughs> I was written really on the Eternals, nerd. Um, so, uh, yeah, maybe there was some Kingo, Blorco thing going on. I just, blocko- I-
0: it's so great. There's something also, like, something quite british about Blorco. i don't feel like an american could yeah. have come up with Blorco, you know
2: i'm i'm not going to lie i don't think it's i personally don't think it's one of my best ever tweets <laughs> which is what made its success a slightly baffling and C, saddening because i think i think <laughs> i have better <laughs> tweets i t- i had another tweet over christmas um which where have you seen don't look up the yes so, in it, Mel Street plays the president and uh, meteors coming to Earth. And I said, I tweeted, uh, why do they call it Don't Look Up and not Streep Impact? Um, oh, which yeah. I thought was a much funnier observation. And it like <laughs> died on its ass, as do all of
0: my tweets. Uh, so, then what was, what was it like as, as, as Blorco took off, Matthew? What, how did it um, feel?
2: stressful because I'm quite an active replier on Twitter. If someone engages with me, I like to engage Mm. with them back. But I had so many people engaging with me with so many bad tweets because it was just loads of people being like, actually, Bloco was introduced in this comic or, you know, just people trying to get in on the gag and be part of it. I I had to abandon my usual Twitter behavior. Mm.
1: Oh, yeah. Wave goodbye to any rapport now, my (laughs) friends.
0: Yeah.
2: I, yeah, I mean, you, this this must be, you know, uh, uh, well-trodden territory for you, Nate, because you've, you've had many tweets go big.
1: Oh, I've been living in the isolation of pure genius for a long time now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I,
0: I do want to emphasize, though, like, I, I'm not saying that, like, Nate's tweets don't do the numbers, but like this Matthew's tweet. It, it, tens and tens of thousands.
1: Yeah, yeah of it, it was. A bit, it was a mo-
2: I'll never get another tweet that big. Um,
0: and my, my, my record 16,000
1: get... 16, actually.
0: <laughs> but okay. who's counting? You know,
1: but you <laughs> know, just a lot of people coming in
2: and <laughs> and trying to be part of it. And I was like, yikes! The thing that annoyed the, the, i I really had to like bite my tongue when people were like coming at it on the grounds of. A, you're making fun of Marvel, or B, you mean you don't watch the credits? Do you not respect the art of cinema? And it's like, I really do respect the art of cinema. Like, shut the hell up. There's people who just take – they see any opportunity to come in with the hectoring and the hand-wringing, and you're like, give it a break. You know, you loser. But I didn't say that um, because I didn't want everyone to be, turn on the Blorco guy.
1: No, I, did, I did feel for you on that, actually, because, like – It's fine, like, because I think I've had like three tweets that have gone big and they've all been non sequiturs about eggs. (laughs) (laughs) And no one can object to that. But, like, as soon as you're making.
0: (laughs) Very few teenagers have made eggs their entire personality. And if they have, (laughs) I want to meet that teenager.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah, if you say anything um, about popular culture, And it goes big, you will just, because of the, like, you know, because of bell curves or whatever, more like bell end curves, (laughs) you just end up with the slice of people who, yeah, like Alison, that is their personality and they will go to war with anyone Mm. who makes a statement. So it just,
2: uh, it it also just made me think how (laughs) unusable Twitter must be for any, like, celebrity who yeah. went, whatever they do they're bombarded with stuff like functionality wise like trying to find people tweeting to me about other stuff became very very difficult and I was like this is one tweet like there are most youtubers have this level of engagement on like everything they do and I've always been a little bit like oh jealous but actually no not jealous I, I like my level of anonymity on Twitter it was it was good <laughs> though I'm what pleased that, like
1: Twitter I've... must be like <laughs>
0: I yeah. have, to, have to say, the one interaction, I think it was a very early one because you replied to it, that I thought did actually improve the whole experience for me was, I think it's a critic replied saying like, but he doesn't even say it's me, blocko, he just says it's me. And then you replied saying, yeah, a- and then like y- you'll overhear someone whispering, that's Blorco, to someone else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Yeah, that's the uh, that's that's <laughs> which, the full experience. Yeah, which that w-
0: really made me laugh.
2: <laughs> oh, good. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad we, we we built on it and developed it. Um, <laughs> I'm also very happy that like the people who tweeted replied to it early on. People who follow me and are am Twitter friends with, shall we say, um, because of their proximity to the tweet, it gave them their biggest tweet ever as well. So it well. kind of like shares it shares the love. Like you're the f- <laughs> if you're the first reply, you're probably gonna pick up like ten thousand likes just because you're in the conversation. So like love I feel like
1: us up where we <laughs> It did.
2: This tweet, like it anointed so many other like so much Twitter royalty was born from this one tweet. Um, that was my gift to the world in the
1: ascendancy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think it's gone to my head, <clears throat> but I do feel that way.
0: <laughs> I... And I also want to, because I missed the block tweet the first time it happened, and I only it, saw it,
2: you've got me muted
0: on Twitter. That's it, isn't it? It happened because I like your book recommendations. Oh yeah, that's but, right. But um, because uh, I have a secret Twitter to spy on people, listener, um, and uh, I became aware of it because you now have a subgenre of Matthew Castle like content, <laughs> which is complaining. That...
2: Yeah. <laughs> that.
0: that that Blorko went viral and this didn't.
2: <laughs> <laughs> once, once you've tasted it, it's it quite hard to go back. Um, for all I've said about how much I like my in- anonymity, like when a tweet doesn't go big, you're like, mm, that's a shame. Like Blorko did a hundred thousand more likes than this.
1: <laughs> once you have sipped from the pool of Blorko, all water is but sand. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, i i was I was definitely excited. It got a second wave when it went big on Reddit. Uh, yeah. Someone had screen captured it, which I don't know if that's good Reddit etiquette. I don't know how Reddit really works. I think uh,
0: that it... most tweets and things are screen capped and put power okay. because so Reddit I felt like is I kind of a I nightmare. didn't
2: gain much from it. I didn't gain any followers pretty much from that, which I thought was a bit un, a bit rough. Um, but the fact that it was the top of like the Marvel Studios official Reddit thread, in my head, that's where it began the route to... Someone important Ke- might see this.
0: Blorco may gonna... get
2: referenced in something in the future. Like, that is now the end game with this. It's in four years' time, a Marvel film ends, and a f- guy steps out and says, it's me, Blorco. It's unlikely,
1: but it could happen. Well, this Stuff is like- the, the messed-up telema of modern media. Like, you know, if you think something hard enough, eventually it will become real. Yeah, I
2: think it could. Like, I think there is a chance that that could happen. I would look out for the word "bloco" appearing somewhere in some official media at some point. I would just, I just well, get the feeling it could happen.
0: <clears throat> Let's start the campaign now. You know, yeah. hashtag It's Me Bloco.
1: <laughs> My personal, like, perfect vision of the end of this arc is that it's Matthew stepping out <laughs> <laughs> in the film with a haunted look in his eyes and just like <laughs> defeatedly looking to camera. It's me, <laughs> Bloco. <laughs> I'd like it
0: if you just said it's me, Matthew, and then every child that went to see it is like, "Who's this guy?"
2: <laughs> that's it's me at no, Mr Basil <laughs> underscore Pesto from Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be and great. And
1: then the on your like superhero outfit is a QR code <laughs> that links <laughs> to the blog code tweets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's gosh. what we need. That's what we want. Well, thank, um, you for,
2: thank you for indulging me on this Blorco point.
0: No, I genuinely was very interested on your experience of it because it's 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 something that you've been striving for for a while, and I just wondered if now, now you'd got that viral tweet, if you'd found any peace, but it seems not. So.
1: <laughs> what we just did there, folks, was actually a really solid 20-minute podcast on viral tweets. I reckon we can, <laughs> we can back, back it. up the wagon now. Yeah, that could be a,
2: a This American Life segment.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'll be over a glass <laughs>
0: <laughs> ah, uh, But you know thinking about what may happen in Marvel films in the future uh, we're going to think about what's going to happen in games in the immediate future um, because although we've spent 20 minutes talking about a tweet Matthew did about something that is not a video game uh, <laughs> we're now going to talk yet. about not yet a video game please someone make a blog of video game
2: <laughs> Maybe that could be the DLC that turns around the fortunes uh, of that Marvel's Avengers bomb.
0: Yeah, yeah, or like the next Spider-Man game is going to be like Spider-Man Miles Morales Feet Blorco, <laughs> like with Blorco DLC. He's like an extra mission that you pre-order. Oh
2: my god, I-, I would buy that like five times if you did that. <laughs>
0: Let's make Blocko happen somehow. Um, But we're going to think about the games that do exist that we're excited for that are coming out this year. Right, yeah, well, there are a lot of games coming out this year. Uh, Apparently all of them coming out on the 20th of January, which there are a lot of games coming out then, um, Mm. as I look at my schedule. Um, But yeah, a lot of games, big and small. Um, and we have varying tastes on this uh, this podcast as well, so I think we should get quite a, a fun spread of things. Mm. Um, why don't we go first to uh, Nate. Nate, what's one of the games you're, you're looking forward to this year?
1: Um, so on a pedestrian level, I'm really looking forward to um, Hitman 3, our game of the year last year to be on Steam, yeah. uh, which I assume is coming soon um cuz i've i've actually lost access to the copy i had on epic uh so i want to to play it on steam it's uh this isn't a boring platform rivalry thing uh it's an even more boring administrative error on my part um so that's an incredible dull answer um no really i think um the the two horns of my goat of expectations <laughs> uh, one is Total Warm Ham 3, um, which is out in February. Mm. Um, this third part of the Total War Warhammer franchise. Basically, it's just like being served the third third of a gigantic, brilliant hot dog. I already know exactly what it's going to be like, and it'll be great. Um, but I think the second Horn of the Goat is a bit more of an interesting one. Ooh, okay. uh, Home- Homeworld 3 um is out this year Um, right now homeworld i'm 900 sure it's homeworld 3 rather than homeworld 2 yeah Uh, let me just check my notes uh no i think it is homeworld 2 okay the reason i'm confused is because i've not played the homeworld games (laughs) um or deserts of crack which i think is tangentially associated with them they're like this legendary RTS franchise, and I, I love me a legendary RTS franchise. I've gotten really into most of them. Um, but Homeworld, which is bizarre, since I love like space fleets and things, it's just one of those games that I never had the right PC at the right time. Uh, I just haven't played. So, you know, hopefully this isn't going to be one of those third installment bombs. Mm. Um, but presuming it's not. You know, I'm hoping, at least, this would be my chance to 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 get into something I've retrospectively wanted to be a fan of uh, for more than a decade. So yeah, I'm pretty pumped for that. It's um actually just going back to Total Warhammer. Um, um,
2: I have failed at every opportunity (laughs) to get into Total War as a series. I always really struggle with it because I find the history of it quite dense. Do you think mm. the sort of the the fantasy and the, what I'm assuming is slight silliness of Warhammer
1: makes it that a more accessible entry point? Honestly, yes. Um, like I think um, I've really enjoyed everything they've been putting out recently. Um, you know, three Three Kingdoms was a big old blast. I love Troy, um, but honestly. In, and this is not just because I'm a big Warham guy, like it is just a lot more instantly accessible and it's more like there is no universe in which you can sanely call a Total War game arcade Right. But in comparison to the historical ones, it, it is kind of arcadey. There are big monsters, there are big personalities, there are gibbering rat people, um, <laughs> There's big magical spells that blast across the battlefield. Like, it's, you know, it's all larger than life, and it's gorgeous as well. Like, mm. you know, everything uh, also really, really carries off the kind of the 90s, 2000s aesthetic of old school Warhammer really well.
2: Oh, is it based on that then, rather than...
1: Yeah, so they they rebooted the fantasy branch of Warhammer uh, as a game called Age of Sigmar a few years ago. Um, but this is the old setting uh, for Warhammer Fantasy which is a bit, you know, well, just a bit more hackneyed, really. <laughs> um, you know, it's just got all your classics. Vampires and mummies and gibbering rat people and ogres. i am into uh, that, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah it's grand. And Yeah, you can just have monsters, and I really don't think you can overstate the importance of monsters. Mm. Because, like, take uh, Total War Shogun 2, for example, which is one of the contenders for best in the series. Like, great game, but you know, the Shoguns didn't have monsters. There was a conspicuous lack of monsters in the Edo period. (laughs) And I really think it would have been souped up with a few Hydras. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I genuinely, I, I think it is the best way into the system. And if you really, like, get into the battles and and develop a sort of a, a taste and an instinct for it, I think then's a good time to try out the historical games. And I mm. think actually Total War Three Kingdoms and Troy uh interestingly very recent installments in the series are your best bridging points because troy of course launched with because it's about the the trojan which was the sort of semi-mythical semi-historical bronze age Mm -hmm. finds what the iliad's based on and uh we did a little video on it i remember yeah we did Um, yeah yeah it was lovely Mm -hmm. fun and they had that thing of like the truth behind the myths you could have the cyclops he was just a very hench man with an elephant skull as a helmet. Oh,
0: yeah. But yeah.
1: Interestingly, in, I I haven't played the most recent DLC for it, but I think they've just gone full fantasy for it. So it's so, a, you know what? Sod it. Have some hydras. Um, <laughs> <What>? So <laughs> I, I I think it's gone full fantasy. And Three Kingdoms is about the romance of the Three Kingdoms, epic historical Chinese war stories. And it's got that's got like a historical mode or a romance mode where things are a bit more bananas. And You've got sort of heroes with wild powers. Mm. Um, like I was very amused by the l- latest DLC for Total Warhammer Two, involved a, a beastman lord called Torox. Um, who had stupid mechanics. Like, oh, so he just, the
2: guy who got like the crosser he got, the stronger he got, or something?
1: Yeah, yeah. The more you won, the better yeah. he got at winning. It's <laughs> a very bold mechanic. Um, but interestingly, I, I, you know, read quite a lot of comments on that post that I did about it. And those mechanics were taken from um, one of the lads in Three Kingdoms. Which oh. is ostensibly a historical game, but like I say, it's got these larger than life sort of semi-mythical characters from the romance of the Three Kingdoms. Um, yeah. So yeah, that would be that would be my my plan for your uh, capture by the Total War franchise. Mm. <laughs> what would I be think, your plan think... for capturing Matthew in real life? Uh, that'll probably be harpoon gun and a net.
2: Oh yikes!
1: it's oh, quite lethal. Uh, though. <laughs> Oh no! It's like a Nerf harpoon with a sucker on the end. Okay. Right, you just go like boink onto your forehead, and then then I capture you with a net.
2: Right, well, that's good to know.
1: <laughs> so watch out! Watch out for that Matthew. Yeah, I'll be
2: careful. I'll, I'll yeah, I'll watch my back during twenty twenty two.
1: And I force you to uh, to change your Twitter name and avatar to mine, so everyone thinks I did the Blorco tweets because I'm <laughs> writhing with jealousy. <laughs>
0: Matthew, what are you looking forward to? That's one of Uh, the games. I'll also
2: do a a, a very tiny, quick shout out for Hitman Three because it's getting new levels apparently. New DLC, yeah. (laughs) Um, Apparently this year there's going to be some new stuff in it, so
0: a new Hitman level is is obviously a very exciting thing. Um, I just imagine in another life, Matthew, that you you're so into Hitman and you could have been a Hitman. You know, you could have.
2: Oh, I can't. I'm, I'm so big and clumsy.
0: But you'd you'd you blend in, you know. I, I, be like, oh, I really. There's, there's I think no I way stick that... out like
2: a sore thumb. I draw attention to myself.
0: Or maybe it's like peacocking, and they'd be like, "There's no way that that guy could be but like if you if you
2: if you're big like I am, like stealing other people's clothes. They're very unlikely to fit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like it would be well. There's that guy with like his belly sticking out from under his receptionist shirt or whatever like it's probably it's that terrible
1: guy. receptionist yeah you know, i'm if scared you just of loud did...
2: noises as well you could
1: just so. do Ian hitman cosplay though no one would suspect you
2: yeah i think they would i like i look so weird in a suit i just i look like uh like if i put on a suit i instantly look like a work experience kid <laughs> who like somehow like never grew up that you just yeah that or a young estate agent i just i've got a <laughs> Uh, Some people just aren't made for suits
0: Sometimes the way you describe yourself You make yourself sound like Harry from Harry and the Hem- Hendersons Like a big <laughs> no, and That is how I perceive myself A big, kind,
1: lumbering monster But you're not like that at all <laughs> You, my friend, are not a monster Or <laughs> kind um, uh, yeah, so, it's That so sounded so... like the elephant man <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you
0: been so kind
2: You've been so kind. <laughs> um, I won't do my <laughs> man impression because it's in bad taste. Um, uh, so something I was looking forward to but has now entered the dunk zone, which makes me slightly embarrassed um, to, to look forward to it, is Dying Light 2, ah. um, which is the sort of open-world zombie survival thing with parkour. Dying Light 1 was a game that really grew on me. Um, at first, I thought it was like a, a little shapeless, um, uh, a little sort of generic in its sort of zombie fiction, also a little shapeless in some of its objectives. But actually, that's what I came to love about it. It's a open world game that isn't just uh, a box ticking exercise on the map. In terms of like ticking off icons on a map, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't have that Ubisoft thing. It's it's kind of a the open world felt very sort of organic and your reasons for exploring it you know, to find things to survive made sense. And the way that you slowly leveled up in that game, it had a really nice power curve. So, I, I, you know, I was really excited about Dying Light 2 because it's that, but um a more, slightly more modern city. It looks a bit more like uh, sort of like Berlin or something. It's kind of a more modern capital city. Um, it's got like a little parachute, uh, grappling hook, all this stuff, so there's much taller buildings if you like parkouring off skyscrapers and flying around. Um, that really appeals to me. But then they did this tweet the other day where they were like, the campaign's 500 hours long. <laughs> and, yeah. and, the inter- and the internet was like, F- you. <laughs> um, and it, it, it suddenly became like, oh, this is going to be a really bad game because they've got like no sense of control and it's going to be really bloated and now they've come out with another tweet saying when we said 500 hours we meant 20 hours
0: <laughs> i don't understand what they can have meant by 500 hours there's I mean, no uh, way that
2: well, the it... thing, so the thing is i think that's them actually speaking to their audience because the weird thing about dying light is it came out six seven years ago And people play it religiously. And if you look on Steam, there are people who've played it for hundreds and hundreds of hours. Like, they just like being in that world. They like the vibe of it. Because it it doesn't have a finite number of things to tick off the map. You Mm. can just sort of endlessly enjoy that space. It's got co-op as well. So I think in their head, that tweet was probably aimed at the people who have played Dying Light 1 for 500 hours. And it's like, don't worry, we've got you. There's loads of stuff here. Um but it's also preposterous. What they meant was a 20 hour campaign, like 80 hours with side quests and then 500 hours. If you do the whole thing several times over, because the, the the big thing with the sequel is that the choices you make apparently um, like cut, like change the city quite dramatically and can cut off like entire bits of the city. So you simply cannot see everything the game has in a single playthrough, which I really like it when people do mm. those big swings. Um, <clears throat> I, I did a cover feature on it for Edge magazine last year. Um, I don't think that's a disclo- full disclosure thing, but the guy was saying that um, he cited like The Witcher two, which famously, like the central act of that game, like the meat of that game, is entirely different based on a decision you make at the start. And he was like, yeah. we, you know, it's those dramatic changes. It's it's those really big commitments. <laughs> to The idea that people remember." And that really appeals to me. I love that in The Witcher 2. So the idea of something where, you know, you make a decision and something drastically changes in terms of what you have access to, that that appeals to me. I think that's cool.
0: I really like the look of the traversal in it. I like, I like, mm. I really like kind of free running e parkoury stuff when it's done yeah. well. That's you know, I know it's not quite the same, but like the web swinging in Spudman is. Mm. Just that very free kind of, uh, you know, free for free form sort of creative way of of traversing a space. I think is really cool. So I think if they nail that, yeah. there'll be a lot to enjoy there as well. Um, so, yeah. I
1: think that's that's a huge key for um, open world games for me because I really burned out on them uh, quite a while ago, actually. And Spider Man was a rare exception. But I had a really good time with that just for the traversal. Like, I Mm. didn't get far in the story. Like, I didn't really care about completing it. Like, I had a very good 15 hours with Spider-Man just enjoying brachiating about. Yeah. And I I sometimes have dreams where I swing around a place like a gibbon. Like, I really like that. (laughs) Um, And Spider-Man really fulfilled that. And that was enough for me. And uh, to touch on the... uh, Dying like to your Twitter thing, yeah. like with everyone getting cross about the five hundred hours. Like, I just think it's absurd the <laughs> you know, the idea of wanting to get that amount of play for a game. Like, I know games are quite expensive, but honestly, yeah. I think fifteen hours of Gibbon Fancy Realisation is more than <laughs> enough value for the price of triple release.
0: Well, oh, I mean, they tweeted that instead. <clears throat> Fifty hours, fifteen hours being a given. <laughs> uh, developers always kind of overestimate how long their games are, and I don't know. Oh, sometimes overestimate, so overestimating
2: then there's five hundred hours.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> like, um, even uh, the I can't remember what it used to be called, which is it was a, a terrible name. Uh, Disco Elysium. Um, they, you know, before they were like, it's a hundred hours long. It's incredibly oh, yeah. like deep and large, and like, and I played it, and. Played it through to the end and and did it in about thirty five hours and I don't think I did like a a surface level right I like I found as much yeah, as I could right. and I did like stuff right like and and then like you know they were saying like oh we want people who actually you know role play seriously and we'll go and like smoke a cigarette and stuff at the the end of every night and <laughs> yeah. all this kind of stuff and I was like oh come on man I've got like t- 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 <laughs> I would include the time when you're not
2: playing the game and you're like, like what. <laughs> I mean, I can't claim that eating my dinner
0: was part of Super Mario Galaxy. I mean, that's insane. (laughs) They meant smoke a great in-game.
1: Oh, right. Sit and and watch your... Yeah, no. (laughs) If you're not prepared to smoke, you're not a real gamer.
2: (laughs) Oh, I would actually... That would be great if someone had the balls to to be like that about their game.
1: Yeah, it just the game like freezes and a little like sensor extrudes in your PC that you have to breathe on to prove you've <laughs> had a cigarette. <laughs> it won't let you progress till you've taken up a fatal habit.
0: Uh, That'll be in the VA any day. Um, uh, well, I'm in, in classic Alice fashion, I'm looking forward to a, a- you know, mimbling little indie games. So, strange horticulture is out uh, soon. Um, I believe, as uh, you listen to this, reader, they will have announced the release date, uh, which is the twenty foist, I think, of. Um, january and i'm really looking forward to it i love the demo and the preview i loved everything i played of strange horticulture it's it's you play a horticulturist who runs a weird little magic plant shop and it's always kind of a bit rainy and people come in and they say i need this plant to do this thing and then you have to look in your big book of weird plants and and then find mm. the right one on your shelf and then you can go exploring and get new plants and then there's sort of a murder mystery and a strange cult happening and stuff as well oh it's really? good. yeah um I really like it. It's like it's it's. I said in my in the list of most anticipated games that it's kind of like it's one of those games for people who like carefully handwriting labels and then putting them on all their jars of pasta and dried lentils. Is it is like wholesome or does it have edge? Say. Oh, it has edge for sure. Yeah, okay. it's one of those games that people would describe as wholesome because it's hand drawn. It's an indie game, you know, and it it looks mm. quite nice. But no, it's definitely it's edgy. There's something dark. Ooh kind of lurking in there i think um but you have a cat in your shop as well which is nice like nice you can stroke <laughs> the cat and it'll purr and when you ding the little bell to call the next customer forward uh if the cat is asleep it will wake up and look at you in a kind of accusatory way
2: <laughs> that sounds what legit you know. that's what yeah. our cats do not dinging bells around them or anything but uh... <laughs> that'd be weird
0: um So I'm really looking forward to that. I really want to know if we're going to hear news about, first of all, Little Witch in the Woods, which is a sort of weird Stardew-like indie game where you are a little witch and you live in the woods and you go about and you collect ingredients for spells and things. That Um, isn't Mr. Stardew's
2: new thing, is it?
0: No, that's the other thing I was going to mention. Mr. Stardew's new thing is called uh, the Haunted Chocolatier. Uh, Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like we're going to learn more. I don't know if it'll come out this year. Probably not, because he announced it like last year. And if it holds true to what he did with Stardew, I think he announced or like revealed Stardew, and it didn't come out for like four or five years. Um, but I hope we'll see more of the, the haunted chocolatier. Um, that,
1: that's got absolutely billowing Alice energy.
0: Yeah. 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 <laughs> so. I'm really excited for that. And also, I want to know if we're gonna hear anything about uh Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2.
1: Mm. No, I wouldn't. Cause, I wouldn't get your fangs out.
0: Cause they said that there was a quarterly earnings call or something, or paradox in earnings call, where someone was like, Do you wanna talk about what's going on with Bloodlines 2? And they were like, Nope. <laughs> they were they said they said that there is a development, there is a developer working on it but I wouldn't say who the developer is. Oh,
2: man.
1: Uh, Yeah, Alice, I think it's Burst, mate. I think Shergar's heart has come right out of the Queen on that one.
0: It can't be Burst because they sold loads of pre-orders, so they're going to have to do
1: something. Well, I think uh, those people may have to be reimbursed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, la, la.
0: But I'm... (laughs) I'm really interested in if we're gonna yeah. hear any more of that. I mean, there's, all... there's like
2: 8,000 other Vampire the Masquerade yeah. games coming out.
0: Yeah, yeah. I can't remember all the names of them, but they're there's there. a, yeah.
2: Swan Song is like a, um, a Telltale type thing. Then
1: mm. there's 21 Bite Street, Blood <laughs> Blokes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Capes and Crepes, Vampire yeah. uh, Patisserie Simulator. Uh also (laughs) I'm really That's all folks (laughs) I'm really looking forward
0: to uh, a little indie game called Bear and Breakfast, which is in the Steam Next first. One of them, there are so many. Um where you're like a bear and and you help run a bed and breakfast. Oh right, I see. What (laughs) Um, is
2: is craze for like sort of the hospitality industry?
0: I don't know. And we're it, I mean, shops about
2: running quaint boutique coffee shops or hotels or
0: B and Bs, because we all sort of wish we could do that, but in reality, it's very stressful and difficult, and there's very little profit margin. So,
2: you know. yeah, uh, the but... sandwich shop where I go at lunch, all the guy, the guy who owns it, he's really old, and he's trying to sell it because um, he just keeps talking about how he's got really bad arthritis in his hands. And I keep thinking, well, this is what it's actually like, you know? Where's the game about this bloke?
1: Well, the game oh, no. about it is the guy, the, well, not the guy, sorry, the person who buys it off the old man, yeah. and he comes by to offer advice and Every... unlock new sets of items. Oh, <laughs>
2: that's what would happen. And the person who buys it is like a giant caterpillar or something.
1: Is is this well, the Well, I suppose you've proven yourself. I'll, uh, <laughs> here's my old Breville sandwich toaster. <laughs> Maybe you can make something of it. Yeah. <laughs> My hands could never quite muster the strength to do the clasps up. You've got fifty rows of pseudopods. (laughs) Is
0: Matthews? Is this the same sandwich shop where you had to consult us on the etiquette of asking for a brownie? Or is that different?
2: No, I think that's different. I don't even remember that. This I've, is had the
1: over-familiar
2: so, man. I've had so many i I've had so many sandwich adventures that I can't remember where it all happened. Uh, this uh, is the sandwich uh, shop I liked so much that uh, last year someone got me as a secret Santa a gift voucher for this sandwich oh, shop.
0: Uh Matthew, imagine a game about you like called Matthew Sandwich Adventures and then it's you going to different places and like taking pictures of sandwiches you've had and and some mm. sort of like a little indie photo puzzle game about it. Try not to
2: like well, I say try not to upset the staff. It's more the staff not upsetting me. That's what stops me from going back. <laughs> so, like you I'll say, the over, the over familiarity of like, oh, the usual is it, and I'm like, uh, no, no way, uh, I'm not coming here again.
0: If you were an NPC in one of these like dinner dash games, it would be like you you would you'd be the one that turns up and like by default has a patience rating of of like thirty oh, yeah. percent, and you have to I'm get like
2: hard, I'm hard mode theme sandwich shop customer. <laughs> Two Only point sandwich shop. it be he like can a, keep me
1: happy. It's achievement time.
2: It's oh, a oh, purple
1: this. shrub that goes. Mur, 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 mur. <laughs> and the the text appears at the bottom of the screen, but he's still very cross. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's two point campus as well. Actually, is out this year, um, which is two point hospital. So a, a management sim, but you build like a college, a school. Um, mm. With tuition and things, which I'm looking forward to seeing what they do because it's sort of Two Point Hospital was a little bit it it you know forged its own path, but it was very much in the theme hospital mold. And I I want to see what they do when they have to come up with like, oh, ways teachers can be weird or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, it
2: could be. You can't go very wrong with that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, anything else that uh, you lads are looking forward to?
1: Can I can I just propose a tiny digressor, Rooney? And and ask if I if both of you could run a boutique business with yourself as the only employee. Yeah. And like the Dragon's Den guys will, will fund it and set it up for you. Uh so you don't have to worry about, you know, getting it mm-hmm. set up, you just have to run it. What would you have? Bookshop. Murder
2: murder mystery bookshop.
1: Oh, a niche bookshop, very good. That's a oh, good idea you too- actually. You'd both have bookshops.
2: Yeah. Rival across the street from each other.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Oh, wow, that's really interesting. <laughs> well, because
0: first of all, I really like books. Second of all, um, I don't have to do anything. Well, I do have to do- obviously, I know it's hard work running a bookshop. You have to order all the stuff and put it out outside. <laughs> but like, if, if you run a plant shop, you have to look after the plants. Oh, or whatever. yeah. And if you, like, I don't have to like, you know, if I, it, the books won't die, you know, or like...
1: <laughs> this is I- so interesting because I would have a little public aquarium. I'd buy like an old... Light engineering business. You know, like those cute little factories that you see a lot of, especially around here in Walsall. I'm always eyeing up buildings, you know, that make like a certain type of sprocket or whatever. And I think, oh, yeah. you know, you would be a perfect £10 en- entrance free uh, fee, like, you know, <laughs> 20 or so tanks. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That'd be nice. Or like, Uh, maybe a yarn shop where, like, a cavern of like nice colored yarns in different, you know, variations and weights. I'm going to (laughs) call my
2: bookshop the yarn shop.
0: (laughs) I'll call my yarn shop the bookshop, and then. (laughs) Uh Oh. (laughs) Like, like how the Reddit for uh, John Cena is called r slash potato salad, and the Reddit for potato salad is called r slash John Cena. Is it? That's that's phenomenal. Oh,
1: no wonder I've been struggling to
2: find potato salad recipes.
1: You really can't see him.
2: Yeah. I tried making a potato salad and I ended up just chucking Catherine out of a window. (laughs) Now it makes perfect
1: sense. (laughs) It was such an 80s stand-up gag, and yet it was so good.
2: (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, uh, anything else that you're looking forward to? Uh, I'm looking other forward games?
2: To the second rat game, Plague Tale 2. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Plague Tale Requiem. Um, if you played the first one, you know that, uh, well, it's a light spoiler alert, you maybe have some rat powers by the end of it. And Who I'd could forget inter- dear
0: rat boy? Yeah.
2: And I'd be interested to see if you're going to unleash some rat powers in the second one.
1: It's gibbering rat people all around this year.
2: Yeah. <laughs> It's the year they're at. (laughs) Uh, I'm also quite looking forward to um, Ghostwire Tokyo, which is Shinji Mikami's lot. They're making like a first-person ghost-fighting game, but it's set set in Tokyo. All the ghosts are quite like scary-ass Japanese ghosts. You kind of Ringu-type things. or the
1: yokai and things.
2: Yeah, all all that kind of stuff. They're all pulled from like either traditional kind of legend or like modern urban legend, I think that could be really spooky. And I, I love that kind of take on it. And, um, yeah, I'm intrigued to see how that one comes out.
1: Very so nice. That's mega. Uh,
0: Well, then, it's just about that time uh, to head down into the Cavern of Lies, mm. I believe, uh, which this week is a Matthew Cavern. And I mm. realised that I sneaked out of doing it because we weren't here last week and it was my turn to do it last week. And I just moved okay. the, the episode title down. So, uh, but Matthew, uh, let's go down to the cavern. Mm-hmm. So, you. No, we are... Oh my God, New Year, you've forgotten the sting. Oh, lads. shit. Yeah. Oh. Right. E-
1: the cavern of lies. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's <Blimey. laughs> terrifying I had like scary Bioshock energy like one of those vending machines
1: Yeah <laughs> I'm using a one litre Sports <laughs> water bottle now instead of well, a mug Maybe that's it Welcome, well, to, the se- cabin <laughs> <laughs> welcome the to the Cavern of Value Let me set a scene Welcome the Cavern of Lies Mr Wayne
2: <laughs> Your bodies materialise In a shiny Future citadel um, I say this because it's much like the Citadel and Mass Effect. Um, you have time traveled to the year three thousand. <gasps> the second, the second you arrive, you are surrounded by my future police, because are they all clones of you. They are um...
1: electricity cop. You weren't the future of law
2: enforcement. He <laughs> was not. Uh, and I don't. I don't want any disgusting people from twenty twenty two in my future society. Um so I've got a test for you. I'm going to ask you about events that happened in the 21st century in video games. Oh no, okay. And you have to you have to tell me whether these events were two of them are, two of them are fake, three of them are real. And of course, if you really were a citizen of the year 3000, you would know which is real and which is fake. Okay. So these are historical events as happened in video games which in this scenario have happened in real life. <laughs> Okay. This guy's good,
0: <laughs> and uh, and also just to be clear, in this scenario, you, Matthew Castle, are the God King Emperor of the Year 3000. Yes. Okay. Good. I just wanted to speak. Okay.
2: So, which of these, which of these events happened in video games, and which didn't? Okay. So let's start off with Black Ops Two, Call of Duty, Black Ops Two.
0: Ooh, let us in the yeah. year
2: 2025, a militant populist movement. Crippled the Chinese Stock Exchange, forcing the government to retaliate, triggering a second Cold War between NATO and China. That is my first event. That sounds pretty legit for blops. Or maybe I've just very accurately captured the quite dry tone of Black Ops 2.
0: Maybe. I mean, you do like dry things. (laughs) I do.
2: There is not a lot of moist history here.
0: Yeah, okay. Number two, please.
2: Number two, cyberp- Cyberpunk 2077. Okay. Now, we all know, I mean, everyone knows this, that in 2023, Johnny Silverhand set off a nuke at the Arasaka yeah. headquarters. That's, that's cyberpunk lore. Everyone knows that. Yeah. But did you know that in 2048, there emerged a man claiming to be Johnny Silverhand resurrected called and you're going to think this is fake when I say it, (laughs) called (laughs) Ronnie Goldfist. People don't buy it that he is Johnny Silverhand, and he just ends up becoming a NAF Johnny Silverhand tribute act. Uh Uh, And in Cyberpunk 2077, one of the side missions, uh, Johnny gets you to smash up uh, some of the master recordings of this fake musician, uh, Ronnie Goldfist.
1: Okay. Ronald Goldfist.
2: So in 2048, the emergence of Ronald <laughs> Ronnie Goldfist. Okay, okay. Um... Ace Attorney. Well, th- this is where the, my timeline gets confusing because this has actually already happened by 20, 20, 2022. But yeah. in Ace Attorney series in 2013, uh, there is such a backlog of cases uh, that they introduce a new legal system called the initial trial system. Uh, this puts a time limit of three days on any trial, uh, which is what gives the game some of its shape because you have to—you've got limited days to get anyone, uh, you know, to find them not guilty.
0: Okay, I think that one's true. I think I remember that one. Okay, it's good. I've got—I've—I've okay. I've found a, a life float to grasp onto in this whirlpool. We shall of see. have got
2: an anchor. In prey, prey says that. In 2031, of course, the most famous event in 2031 was that John F. Kennedy died of old age at the age of 114. Bloody hell. Yeah, because the assassination attempts on him, as you'll remember, failed. So he lived on, um, which was good because the the US and the Soviets, they actually had to work together in the pre-history. Um, to fight the Typhon, which is the alien threat uh, that they discovered in their early space race. So imagine history up to the space race. We discover aliens, and then it's like many years of John F. Kennedy. But he died in 2031.
0: this is original prey, not reboot prey?
2: This is reboot prey. Okay. Okay. So, so yeah. So John F. Kennedy dies at 814 in 2031. Uh. <laughs> My last bit of future history is Binary Domain, which is the robot fighting game from the studio Made Yakuza. Uh, in 2065, now who could forget this? This was classic. In 2065, there was the Third Geneva Convention, um, which was passed, and it decided that robots couldn't have human shape uh, and you know, because it was confusing people. And uh, (laughs) ignore that laugh. It's just me laughing at how silly this is. Yeah, Um, sure. Manufacturers uh, got around that convention by insisting that you could make robots animal-shaped because that wouldn't trick people, because it doesn't matter if you've got a robot animal where you know they can't do any, You know whatever. They can't come in and take over your business. Um, <laughs> <and that> exp- <laughs> well, unless you're very stupid. Um, and that explains why you fight robot gorillas and lions throughout the campaign in binary domain.
0: I think that one's true as well. Okay. So, Ooh, thanks, a,
2: quick, a quick rundown. I know, some of them are dry, it's dense, but listen, a lot of history happened, but the, these were the... These were like my favourite events in the twenty first century. Uh, one was the twenty twenty five Cold War between NATO and China. Yeah. <laughs> one was the emergence of Ronnie Goldfist in twenty forty eight. Yeah, in twenty thirteen, the backlog of cases led to the three day case the three day case uh, limit on Ace Attorney. Twenty thirty one, John F Kennedy died at age one hundred and fourteen. Mm. <laughs> and in binary domain, uh, in twenty sixty five, we passed a rule saying no robot humans and it ushered in the age of robot gorillas and tight lions.
1: Oh, that last one does sound a bit like Night actually, if I'm honest.
0: I think I, think I sort of vaguely remember that. The, the Ace Attorney one's real, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure the Blops one is real. Uh, I think
1: the Blops one is the one that isn't real. I, I well, think he... Because my brain slid off it. And refuse to listen in the exact same way as it does with real Blob's Law, which yeah, I that... think means it's an incredibly well studied pastiche. No,
0: I think that's real. Can we talk about Ronnie Goldfist, please? I'm dying <laughs> to talk about Ronnie Goldfist.
2: Yeah.
1: It's the bait. No, that is, you know, as I often say, just imagine um, Tom Hardy wagging his <laughs> finger through a dusty windshield
0: at <laughs> no, this moment, because no, 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 that no. is bait. No. No, that is a hundred percent not real. What Matthew did is come up with the name Ronnie Goldfist and then make the the in-game explanation for it be that everyone thinks he was rubbish anyway. That Ronnie Goldfist, I will stake my life, which after all is the point of this game, that oh, Ronnie. Yeah, Goldfist you are staking is...
2: your life on this because the future police have got guns. Exactly. Um...
0: Ronnie Goldfist is not real. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I can't believe i I'm pretty sure I saw that on a t shirt once.
0: I, <laughs> I refuse to believe that Ronnie Goldfist is real.
2: <laughs> Unbelievable.
0: Because well, what? Ronnie? What?
2: Yeah. Ronnie, Ronnie Goldfist. Goldfist. You could be called Ronnie in the future. They've got all kinds of silly names.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but...
0: Uh... <laughs> Ronnie Goldfist is not real. I'm, I'm picking that one. The other one that I'm personally suspicious of is Prey, because I'm pretty sure, like, like I, I can't remember when Prey said, but they discover the Typhon threat in, in that reboot, do they not? So how would his... Oh yeah, they do. So how would his, his remaining alive be important f- for them cooperating together against the Titan threat?
1: Yeah, that that is definitely the Blorco in this pack of kings. Mm.
0: That's, Actually, not that's such a binary domain. I think I remember the binary domain thing being mentioned before, though. So I think it's Rod <laughs> I think it's I think it's prey. Say his name.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie <golfers. Runny> Goldfish. Ronnie <laughs> Goldfish. Do you want to take Ronnie and I'll take Prey? Okay.
2: (laughs) So, uh, you say, you give these answers to future police. They look at me and I nod. They put future pistols um, to both of your heads. This isn't a very well thought out law. It's Uh, very
1: intense. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um, They pull the triggers. We We hear a single gunshot. And Nate slumps to the floor. He was taken in by prey.
0: Oh, that's my fault, Nate. I'm so sorry. Oh.
2: The real fakes was the brilliantly (laughs) well-disguised Ronnie Goldfist.
1: (laughs) Unbelievable.
2: Rubbish. Rubbish. Absolute rubbish. That's Uh, (laughs) Bedford-level (laughs) s***. And binary domain.
0: It was binary, debate. Oh, you're right. It was Nate bait. I'm so sorry, Nate. I led you astray. Oh, I should
1: have should have taken the bait.
0: I
2: thought I thought <laughs> that you. Th- I thought if I make this about animals, they'll they'll assume it's so blatantly Nate bait that then they'll go one further and say it isn't Nate bait.
0: Oh, well played. Oh, I deserve well, to die.
2: Alice, you can return to Horrible 2022, and okay. uh, Nate will chuck you out an airlock. Um... Can I not
1: be a future ghost?
2: <laughs> uh yeah, all right,
1: sure. Yeah, sick.
2: Woo. <laughs> I like the company. Um, so, uh, yeah, thank you for joining me in the year 3000. Um, goodbye.
1: Bye. Bye.
0: God, Matthew, you'll, uh, have I got news for you about your future?
1: Oh, yeah? You're yeah, apart- you live for a thousand years. live
0: for a thousand years, and you're like a, an emperor of everything. <laughs> What? Yeah. Oh, it was oh, amazing. Yeah, I'm a ghost. Tell me,
2: as, as, long, as long as you two are there and still my friends, that's nice. Uh,
0: yes, I'll, yeah, I'll,
2: I'll sure. be with you. Yeah.
1: Forever.
0: <laughs> Thank you very much for that, Calvin of Lies, Matthew. Um, that was lovely. Uh, and now, uh, as is uh, we have uh, our recommendations. Because every week, we end the show with a recommendation that is not a video game. So... Uh, Matthew, what have you got to recommend this Well, week? i got
2: a, a million books for Christmas, so this is going to keep me busy for for a few months of recommendations. Hooray! Uh, my first recommendation is uh, the new Keigo Higashino book, uh, Silent Parade. Um, this is part of his Detective Galileo series, which is Imagine Jonathan Creek, but instead of a magician helping out, it's a physics professor helps the police <laughs> solve impossible murders, in this case, a man who is... Uh, been killed in a locked room during a uh, big parade float type carnival. Uh, I really liked it. I thought this was great. Uh, just classic, classic Higashino.
0: Lovely stuff. <laughs> uh, my recommendation is book related. Um, uh, it is to read the sort of long read investigation uh, done a couple of months ago by Vulture um, called The Spine Collector. Um It's this amazing story about like for years now, apparently, years and years, someone has been putting a huge amount of effort into stealing uh, unpublished book manuscripts from like the basically getting like fooling publishers or agents into sending them the manuscripts by pretending to be like the translators or whatever. And, you know, making like fake domain names and websites and stuff. Um and uh and then doing nothing with them. Nobody knows why this person has been doing this, uh, yeah. and uh, yeah. And it's good because if you because if you read it a couple of months ago, it was a bit unsatisfying. But if you read it now, there is a satisfying-ish conclusion because they caught the person recently oh. a couple of weeks ago. Still don't really know why they were doing it, but. Um,
1: do you reckon these people ever just do these things because they want to be the subject of a podcast or a long read?
0: Yeah, maybe. Uh, it's a really It's a way story. of
1: getting fame, isn't it?
0: Yeah, there's also uh, a, a really really long long read about this guy whose name I think is Dan Mallory, who's a he wrote a thriller that got sold for like a mi- like millions of dollars, uh, and then was made into a film uh, called The Woman in the Window, I think, or The Girl in the Window, uh, and then. Uh, someone did an investigation into him and just found out that he'd lied all the time about everything that ever happened in his life. He said he had like two doctorates and like, you know, that everyone in his family had died of cancer and that he himself had yeah. several different types of cancer. It was really fascinating. And also I found out my big brother was at university with him and he was like, yeah, he like one of our friends was really into Buffy the vampire at the time. And this guy just said that he was really good friends with like, uh, Alison Hannigan and like lived with her and stuff. Oh, why? Like, just, like, <laughs> just say anything, apparently. Um, so that's that's good as well. It was very long. Uh, Nate, what have you got to recommend this week? Uh,
1: yeah, so quite pedestrian but useful from me. Um, if you are, like me, a Warhammer man, uh, but find the models quite expensive, because let's face it, they are. Uh, there is a site called Element Games, it's a proper certified third-party reseller of Warhammer stuff and everything's 20% off, which actually makes some of it seem reasonably priced. So elementgames.co.uk uh, sa- save me um, an amount of money I don't really want to disclose,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Lovely stuff. All right. Thank you very much, lads, uh, for joining me for this episode 168 of the Electronic Wireless Show, uh, our most anticipated games of 2022 slash... Uh it's me Blorco Um Woo New Year. Fat Blood's back, baby. Fat Blood big oats. Um yeah, rate us, tell your friends. Uh you can find uh Rock Paper Shotgun on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, just search Rock Paper Shotgun. You can email us, contact uh, podcast at rockpapershotgun.com. Uh and uh for all your PC gaming needs, just go to www.rockpapershotgun.com Uh, We'll be back next week. Uh, But for now, it's goodbye from me, Alice Bell. It's goodbye from Future Publishing.
1: You're fired. (laughs) Yikes.
0: (laughs) God. And it's goodbye from Future... That's too real. It's goodbye from Future Biff.
2: Ah, back to the future. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) F*** it. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: Bye.